Amid rumors of war and desolation, Isaiah 35, the scripture passage we will soon hear, surprises us. These 10 verses in chapter 35 display a striking inverse relationship to the previous chapter of Isaiah, in which the heavens disappear, the land is ruined, and streams and soil are poisoned. Isaiah chapter 34 paints a portrait of despair. Then, without a break and without explanation, the prophet Isaiah speaks a different language, interrupts that devastation and despair with hope, joy, and a new vision. What was a landscape of despair blossoms as suddenly as a spring crocus from newly thawed ground. Courage shows itself in the strengthening of weak hands, knees, and hearts. Bodies mirror the healing landscape as blind eyes open, deaf ears hear, the lame leap up, and the speechless sing. In this passage, we will hear clearly that God was present to the people. Because of that, gladness and joy ruled the day and sorrow and sighing disappeared. Our second scripture is the story of Angel Gabriel's announcement to Mary that she is favored and that she will give birth to Jesus, a man whose throne will last forever. The angel's confession that nothing is impossible for God finds its deepest meaning in that impossibility abounds that a young teenage girl from a nothing town is favored. In this passage, the angel Gabriel tells Mary not to be afraid, since God will be with her. This is a Christmas message we all need to hear, right? God is with us, especially amidst our messy and challenging lives. Signs of God's presence and love are all around us, and we need to open our eyes and hearts to see and feel them. We may find them in notes left by family members, hospital rooms, music, or perhaps in words of scripture. Wilderness and desert will sing joyously. The badlands will celebrate and flower. Like the crocus in spring, bursting into blossom, a symphony of song and color. God's resplendent glory, fully on display. Energize the limp hands, strengthen the rubbery knees. Tell fearful souls, courage, take heart. God is here, right here. Blind eyes will be opened, deaf ears unstopped. Lame men and women will leap like deer, the voiceless break into song. Springs of water will burst out in the wilderness, streams flow in the desert. There will be a highway called the Holy Road. It's for God's people, impossible to get lost on this road. They'll sing as they make their way home to Zion, unfading halos of joy encircling their heads, welcomed home with gifts of joy and gladness as all sorrows and sighs scurry into the night. And from Luke. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, 
God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. But Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this could be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. May God bless our understanding of this reading. This week I had the brilliant idea that maybe I would look up past Sundays when I preached on the fourth Sunday of Advent. Maybe I had some good sermons five or six years ago, and maybe people wouldn't mind if I just preached the same sermon, right? No one would remember. Don't worry, I didn't do that. But I did look at past sermons, and I was reminded of this blog that I found about six years ago, Messy Jesus Business. It's written by Sister Julia, and it's fabulous. And so I spent maybe an hour, two, or three this week reading blog posts from Sister Julia. They're poignant, they're meaningful. If you have a little time, look it up. She shares an amazing one about Advent. These are her words, not mine. No mess is too much for God. For God is in the mess that intermingles with beauty and peace, present in a barn, present in many corners of the world. Today, God's presence is known in the stink of human waste, in the villages living in garbage dumps, and in the situations of people living in alleys. God is with refugee families fleeing from danger and now huddled together in makeshift tent homes, seeking warmth and comfort. God is with the child who is poor. And in our poverty, in our needs, God is with us. If you think about the Christmas story, right, we have this like, Oh, it's great, a baby is born. And then this baby grows up to be this man that teaches us these amazing values and teaches us how to live our lives. But if you think about it, Mary is visited by an angel who tells her she's going to have a baby that's going to change the world. In Mosaic law, an unmarried woman having a baby gets stoned to death. 
That couldn't have been a happy message that Mary had to share with her family. And if you think about it, Mary and Joseph and Jesus had to flee to Egypt because Herod, King Herod, made a declaration that all children were to be sacrificed. Huh. And Mary and Joseph and Jesus were vulnerable because at the time the Roman rulers did not like Jewish people standing up for what they believed. Jesus was born into a messy, chaotic, complicated, broken world. A light comes into the darkness, a world that needed that light. And I would bet that most of our lives, and certainly our world, need that light, need that love of Jesus. Because boy, is it messy and complicated and broken. We need that light to pierce the darkness and remind us that we are loved. As Advent people, people of faith, people of God, we are called to remember that God is with us. And sometimes those reminders come in all sorts of ways in our messy and broken lives. Elizabeth was doing one of her favorite things and decorating for Christmas. She was doing it with her mother, and this had been a long family tradition of decorating the house together. But this particular time, it was somewhat poignant, because Elizabeth's mom probably wouldn't live to see the next Christmas. And they all knew that. Elizabeth's son, Augie, was taking the news especially hard that his grandma wouldn't be around forever. But they enjoyed that Christmas, and it was poignant. And they put away the Christmas decorations like they had done for decades before together. Elizabeth's mom died in August. And Augie and her were really struggling and missing those good times. And then, like it happens, Christmas came again. And Elizabeth put up those decorations. And as she was opening the boxes, she found a little present with Augie's name on it. It was from her mother, from his nanny. They had Christmas morning, and although it was sad, it was a joyous occasion. They were together, Augie and Elizabeth. And Elizabeth had thought, I'm not going to share that present. It's just too much. And then they did their Christmas morning, and it was after lunch. And Elizabeth says, I have to share that present with Augie. So she said, there's one more present. And she ran, and she got it. And as she was reading the note, my dearest Augie, she burst into tears. She was trying to hold it together for her son. And Augie comes run, running over and reads the note out loud, My dearest Augie, I will love you forever, Nani.
Our lives are a mixture of joy and pain, of hope and despair. But the message that God is with us through it all, that God was with the people through centuries. Sometimes those reminders of God's presence come in a note card from a grandma or from a friend. And sometimes they come in hospital rooms. Some of you may have heard this story. It's been going viral. The stories of Penn Pennington and his nurse, Alex. Penn is fighting cancer, and for 30 years, he's been a musician, playing his beloved guitar and singing. Alex, his beloved nurse, tries to pay attention to when her patients aren't feeling well. And she could tell that Penn was feeling down, and so she went into her room and tried to make conversation, and somehow they discovered that he was a musician, and she liked to play the guitar, but loved to sing. So Alex said to Penn, let's have a jam session together sometime. I'll bring my guitar and we'll sing. And that's what she did. She brought in her guitar and they sang, can't stop help falling in love with you. And then Penn says, well, do you know any Christmas carols? And together they sang, Oh Holy Night. Alex's words, I tell my patients they are my family and that we go through their challenges together. I'm going to be here every step of the way. And for a few short minutes, Alex helped Penn forget about his illness. Alex, when she said, why do you think this went viral? She said, because you watch the news and you go on the internet and all you see are bad things happening. Whether it's shootings or accidents, poverty, people dying, life is hard. Alex says, we as humans need to show kindness and show goodness and love. A small act of kindness can make a world of difference. One song can change a life. As Sister Julia says, life is messy and broken and chaotic. But her words ring true. We have to play a part in making God's love known in every chaotic, cluttered, sad part of God's kingdom. We are called to help others and allow others to help us. So as we leave this place, and yes, I imagine the lists are long, you need to decorate, you need to cook, you need to buy more presents, you need to, you need to, you need to. We come to this place, this holy and sacred place, to be reminded that we are Advent people and that through it all, God is with us. But sometimes we need reminders and sometimes those reminders come in small presents left by loved ones or sometimes they come in hospital rooms 
or by songs we sing. But as Advent people of people of faith, we need to remember God is with us and that we are called to spread that love. And it doesn't necessarily come in the most expensive gift or the fanciest dinner, but it comes in being with one another, loving one another. For on that holy night, a light pierced the darkness, a thrill of hope for those weary souls. May Penn and Alex's words and voices comfort and inspire us. So you can tell the uh, oh, oh, home Yeah, that's the okay. Bye. 